$153. That is what will be spent for every man, woman, and child in the United States for Valentine's Day. $153. So somebody spent $306 today. Because I spent a whopping none. Five dollars and change will be spent per person in America for Valentine's Day for our pets. Five dollars and change. Now that was an economist from the Federal Reserve who told me that today. So believe her or not, I didn't check her pedigree and I didn't check her stats, but that's what she was talking about today. I thought it was very interesting. $153. Not saying it's a bad thing. There's times when it's right for sort of frivolity and, 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 you know, for what sometimes feels like silly things. We, we talk about this as a hallmark holiday, Valentine's Day, right? It's, it's all about selling cards and candies and flowers. And, and, I mean, Kroger was out front. You had your, uh, you had Valentine's Day Express was sitting right out front of Kroger when I drove by there today. You could get chocolates and you could get flowers. And man, the men were lined up. I was going to get sausages and pancake mix, so. Yeah. And so there's time, I mean, there's time for the frivolity. There's time for, for those kinds of fun things. And, and, and sometimes I think you know, Christianity uh, can sometimes get a bad rap because we, we um, often, especially Protestants, you know, we often sort of beat ourselves up for any, anything um, that's over our frugality. <laughs> anything that we would do for ourselves. And yet, and yet, throughout our heritage, coming from our Jewish brothers and sisters and into and, into and after uh, the community that formed up around Jesus, they knew that we often get a little carried away. That we can forget what is truly important around us. In the prophet Joel, Joel is prophesying about this army that's going to come and destroy Israel because once again, they have screwed up. Once again, they have gone away from worshiping God. Once away, they have gone away from being the covenantal community that is supposed to be a light to the nations. And the prophet's saying, and if you, if you read the second chapter there, I mean, this army that's coming, it's scary. Like fire pre- precedes them. I mean, it's going to be a, desol- a desolate place after this army comes. And so the prophet says, we've, we've got to sound the alarm. We've got to declare a fast. We've got to get our act together. It's oftentimes in those times when we do remember what is really important. When we're faced with a, a sudden illness. When we're faced with a child dying. I'm sure there are people right now in Florida who are thinking about what is truly important. The reports now are now saying somewhere um, north of the number 12 
Um, People have died from another shooting in a school today. It's times like this when we, our hearts sink, our stomachs hurt, and we are reminded about what is more important. The things that we worry about oftentimes on a daily basis, you know, when you look back years later, aren't all that important. And so in the Christian tradition, as, as well as in our, in, from our Jewish brothers and sisters, there, we, ritualized, we ritualized simplifying things. We set in place times and seasons where we dedicated ourselves to simple meals, to giving up things, to taking on more service opportunities in the name of God. Forgiving, forgiving more, for being more generous to remind ourselves about what was really and truly important. And that's what Lent is for us. Uh, Lent is about a tenth of the year, give or take. And so I've often thought about it as like a tithe of the days of the year to just really think about what's important. Maybe to, maybe to do something new, to remind yourself about, about the power of God in your life. So maybe that's a, a Bible reading routine. Maybe that's, maybe that's a special meal that you do every week uh, with friends and family. Maybe it's actually doing some more volunteer work. Whatever it is, but you, you simplify and you focus on what is really important. Um, the Stoics, if you know much about the Stoics, they, they sort of made this just who they were. And they were often seen as sort of morbid because they would, they, the memento more, which is remember your death. And they would, they would have it engraved on their arms or they would wear it as a, as a coin around their neck to remind themselves of how fleeting it all is. And that whatever they were doing, if they thought they were getting too important, you know, it just wasn't all that important. Because pretty soon it was all going to be gone. Now again, that seems a little morbid to live your life every day that way. But to dedicate ourselves for these 40 days to contemplate and consider what is really important. What, what are those frivolities that we've Letting, let ourselves get carried away with that have taken us away from what's really important from caring for the people right in our families making sure that we're spending time with them and, and for those of us who are parents maybe spending a little extra time just guiding and talking with them and, and sharing with them and being present with them Maybe it's working in our communities because that's what we have. This is where we live. These are the people, whether we know them or not, that are placed in our lives to be part of our journey. And we, as people of faith, are called to be the ones who care for those who are not like us. 
to care for those in our community near and far. In this time of our history, there are all kinds of people who continue to call for the church to be the church. And these are not people who are churched. These are people who have heard the story of Jesus. These are people who have heard what they thought the church was supposed to be about. And they look at what we've been doing and they say, where are you? The world is burning down around us and where are you? And those are some serious questions. Those go right to the heart because, I mean, I don't know about you, but sometimes I feel like I'm doing everything I can do. But then we come to Lent. And I think, well, maybe some of the things that I'm doing I need to let go of so that I can return to the path that God is calling me onto. So I can return to the things that are truly important in life. So I can return to the things of God. Because this Lent is not about shame. It's not about beating ourselves up. It's about being reminded that God is seeking our return all the time. That our God is a prodigal God, meaning that our God gives love to those who return, no matter how far they may have strayed. No matter how much we've gotten off of the path, God is waiting with open arms and is probably already in our lives calling us back, wanting to welcome us again back to those things that are truly important. And so Lent is a time to dedicate ourselves to simplicity, to generosity, to prayer, to worship, to service, so that we might be reminded what is truly important and give ourselves completely and wholly to God in the midst of this life here and now. Just as Jesus walked these 40 days in the wilderness and became the one who gave himself for all people. May you remember your mortality. May you find joy in simplicity. May you find joy in generosity. May you find wonder in prayer and worship. And may you find yourself poured out in service. In the name of Jesus. Amen.